My son Sam reminds me very much of my brother. Yeah. Because they're both so deep into what they do that they can get lost in it. But they also are excellent teachers of what they do to other people who know nothing about it. Example, my son Sam is a video game software engineer. He's had a hand in some of the most popular game names in the world right now. Tetris, Pac-Man. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Sam Those are very old, young. Old so school, he would there be... you go. Although he does make Tetris references quite a lot. Um, he, uh, no, like Tony Hawk. Yeah. The pro skater, the most yeah. recent Tony Hawk. Uh, my son Sam was fully vested in helping to launch that product and create it. Um, uh, Crash Bandicoot. I don't know if you ever heard of Crash oh, Bandicoot. Yeah. But yeah. Crazy, cool, fun, funky. And what he did was he was over at my house just a couple of days ago. We went to a wedding and then came back and he was here having attended a friend's wedding. And I said, Can I see? One of the games that you've created, he goes, I can show you three of them and you can play them if you want. And I'm like, yeah. So we spent the afternoon here with him coaching me over my shoulder because I suck at video games now, but allowing me to experience the experience that he creates for other people with him kind of giving me play by play uh, as to what went into creating it, yeah. the challenges. Oh, I like that. The kind of director's note of, yeah. or the programmer's like commentary of the actual game because. I, I have no idea what goes into it. I know that there's a lot of computer power. I know there's a lot of time trying to get water to look like water. Oh, right. And what or hair done. to look like hair. Fire. The, the Diablo, yeah. the most recent Diablo, um, which is, I guess, a very popular franchise, but they haven't made one in 20 years. Yep. So what he showed me was them taking a 20-year-old game and having them adapt it. And then there's a toggle switch in the game that at any point when you're playing Diablo, the most recent version, you can click it and it will go to the graphics of the original version. Oh, so that cool. you're now doing retro. Nostalgia. Right. All the current challenges, but in that nostalgic environment. And uh, it just there's so much that goes into it. Even just the cinematography of the, the lead-ins. And I know there's a specific name for them. It's not just intros, but they give you kind of the backstory. Oh, the cutscenes. Cutscenes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Thank you. Yep. And, uh, but they're beautiful. They're, they're like beautiful films. Yep. Uh, that the uh, Uncanny Valley is getting narrower and narrower. Uh, I'm finding it harder and harder to identify the difference between real when things. When something and, is really CGI and, and when yeah. something is reality. You familiar yeah. with that concept? Oh, yeah. Anthony Valley? Yeah. He, he introduced me. I said, Sam introduced me to that. And I'm like, that's a funny name for that. I love it. I love everything about that. The One of the more famous ones. Because most of the time you make your humans in either an animated or like a uh, traditionally animated or a computer animated show look cartoonish yeah so you don't have those worries like the eyes are unrealistic yeah and then it's you always have the eyes something like polar express was the one that everybody was talking about like everyone kind of loved the concept of the movie and tom hanks played like 16 characters in it but the eyes were so freaky that people don't like watching it they it, physically get turned off by it it, it is because it, it it says this is not human yeah even though it sounds human it moves like human you know, it's all these elements, but, and it is oddly, and I'm trying to figure out what it is as an artist, because I love, you see all around my house, you see eyes everywhere because I draw eyes trying to capture sure. that reality. And it's amazing to me that they don't pull that off in, in games. And that's, that tells me that there's something almost supernatural about the eyes Yeah, that, it, that they convey something or we absorb something about other people's eyes that is very difficult to translate into because even with with um 
like the robots that you see created mm -hmm. that look, you know, really realistic, uh, except for again, the eyes, the and eyes. So, sometimes the mouth motion. Yeah. The ears, they don't yeah. flap the ears as much as they should. I feel like all robots should have really flappy ears. Did you ever see the movie Ex Machina? Yes. That was a movie that was futuristically horrifying to yeah. me. Yeah. Just because um, when the lead character commits violence, it's so pedestrian. It's so like, it so does not matter yeah. to it whatsoever that it just did that. It's like, what end am I trying to achieve? And how do I achieve that? Yeah. You know, and no fear of retribution because it's a machine. But isn't that, I mean, don't you watch Hannibal Lecter and think the same thing? Oh, what? But except Hannibal Lecter. And funny that you should mention that. I just watched Red Dragon yesterday while yeah. I was drawing flip charts or the day before yesterday. And um, he actively worked to not be caught. He actively worked so that he would not be detected or caught. I didn't see that. In, in this character. Uh, okay, so just the, so you feel like it's a little more of a human attribute to cover up your tracks versus a machine who is not going to care. Right, and not that that, not that matters to the victim, right? You're dead either way. But to me, that absolute, like, there's some calculation to the killing when it came to Hannibal Lecter. There seemed to be no calculation, just action based on desired outcomes for the, for the robot, mm. which is, that's more frightening to me because there, you know, there's no stalling that. There's no reasoning with that. There's no evil villain speech before you get murdered before that. It's like, funk, you're done. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, to our future AI robot overlords, though, mm. we love you. Yes, we do. And we want to be on your side. Of course. <laughs> Please put the initiatives into your system that won't allow us to be murdered by your robots. Yeah. I mean, you're going to need oil. You're going to need... I assume you don't need entertainment of any kind, such as podcasts. So that kind of hoses us a little bit, but we can be taught. We can, yeah, we, we can, can be trained. We can clean robots if that's necessary. hundred percent. You will wipe robot butt if that's what it takes to survive. Yep. <laughs> would, would that be oil that we're wiping? I am not sure what they excrete. Excrete.